Welcome to Shilor Select. The whole system will be ready in a few minutes. Take your seat and enjoy. All right, dude. So I don't remember the last time we actually saw you. Is it after high school? I'm not even sure if it was. It was probably within the first two years we were out of high school. Had to be. I mean, I was wondering. I was trying to think of it. I just got back home myself and just trying to wonder if it was during Rafford, if you ever came down or did anything. Or Oh, wait. Hold on. I did come to Radford once. I remember specifically one of my friends who I'm, who's actually getting married this year almost dying that night because he was like, I just remember walking through the parking lot with some girl and a car alarm going off and I look over and it's my car because he got in my car and then he just started throwing up on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds familiar. Yeah, so it was definitely there. Who else went to Radford? Um, let's see. Uh, besides me, uh, Matt Dalton, um... I don't. I'm, I'm, that's one. That was one of my roommates. All through there, Tucker Ray, Scott Joyce. I lived with them for a couple of years. Um, you remember them? Yeah. No, I do. I haven't heard those names in a while. Yeah. So that's why I was surprised when. Uh, when did you go to New York? I've been in New York since 2004. So that was 2004 is when I graduated high school. When we graduated high school. Yeah, so I went to school in Nashville for about a half a semester because all I was worried about was skateboarding and partying. Nice. And then I ended up in New I was in New York by November. What made you go? That's where your family's from, right? That's where my dad's side of the family is from. Okay, that's what I thought. My mom didn't want me getting caught, getting stuck in a PC. So she's like, all right, fuck off. You're going up there with your, with your dad. So... Here we are, 16 years later. Well, it seemed like it was a good move, man. I mean, I've been keeping up with you, obviously, on social media, and you're doing big things up there. It's 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 working out. Don't get me wrong. Like, the first half of my 20s was like watching Happy Gilmore. <laughs> every, every job under the sun. <laughs> well, what it, so what did you do when you instantly got there? I know you're in the restaurant business, and we'll get into that and all that stuff later, but uh, – Give everyone a little feedback or a little uh, rundown of the whole history of my man, Travis. Uh, as soon as I got here, like work-wise, yeah. I, started, I started working at a Hollister in the mall. Okay. I remember I, I did that in college. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's a good job. Old, working at Hollister in the mall, that, were, that didn't last very long. And then I went and I started, uh, I was delivering auto parts for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing warehouse runs for this uh, little auto parts store in a town by me. And pretty much was just in the car all day, back and forth, warehouse runs. I would stop. I, I met this this cute little chick at a, that worked at a like an FYE, like a record store or something over in An Jersey. old FYE? They even still around? Yep. They're not. So <laughs> okay. I'm dating myself already. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. I think we're the same age, man. <laughs> yeah. And... I would just go back and forth with these warehouses in Jersey. I would stop and buy CDs each week and see her, was hanging out with her. And then after that, I got in the union in the city. 
That wasn't for me. That wasn't for me. Nah. Nah. Then I started working at pizza places, delivering, working in kitchens, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of my friends was bar was uh, serving at a a restaurant in Nyack, Nyack's a town where I have all my places. It's a little river town, about thirty minutes north of uh, Manhattan, and kind of lied my way into bars. I was like, yeah, no, I can do this. This is fine. This is good. Whatever. So they put <laughs> me behind the bar. I, d- I knew a lot of people. So a lot of people came to see me and that's kind of where the bartending started. And then it just kind of, you know, went downhill from there. Uphill, downhill. <laughs> yeah. You went uphill, bro. So yeah. you, so you got into bartending by lying your way in there. Yeah. It's saying you yeah. can make up some drinks and pour some beers and. Yeah. I was like, I could do this. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's your style, man. I mean, hanging out in this party and getting crazy in high school and whatnot, that kind of seems like, like Travis at your best right there. Yeah, I used to have parties at Kyle's house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So did anybody ever call you out? Did you ever get a drink? And like, you know, make me a, I don't even know, something wild and crazy, and you had to think on the spot how to do it? Or Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's... It's not as bad now because everybody has Google at their fingertips at all times. So there is Google like, drink. Yeah. But what you learn quickly is that even if the drink is made right, if somebody thinks that it's not made right, it doesn't matter. That's what they think it's supposed to be made like. If there's not, you know, 10 ounces of alcohol in it, they're like, this is wrong. I can't taste the tequila. I'm like, well, you know. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like that sometimes, right? God. Yeah, you learn to hate people real quick in this industry. I don't doubt it, man. So, all right, so you started bartending, and where, where was this at again? This is Nyack, New York. So it's right over the Tappan Zee Bridge, which is, spans the Hudson, the Hudson River. I'm, I'm probably 30 minutes north. I'm about 25 minutes north of the Bronx. Okay. 30 minutes into Manhattan. I've driven through New York once, and it was on my way down to Rutgers University, and that's basically all I know of I'm 40 minutes, 30, 35, 40 minutes to, to Rutgers. Okay, so that's about right. So I, I flew into LaGuardia, and then I just remember going by Yan- – I don't know if it was the new Yankee Stadium or old Yankee Stadium at the time and then coming down. But So when you start telling Nyack and stuff, I don't really know 100%. You probably didn't go through my area. You probably – what you most likely did is jumped over into Manhattan, went over the George Washington Bridge and went that way, or went through the through Manhattan and went through one of the tunnels and popped out. That makes in sense. Like, in like Newark area. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense because that's where I yeah. flew out of or went, flew back to Virginia. In, so. Yeah. So you so you got the bartending job. Was it just a thing that you always just wanted to bartend, or was this a job at the time, or you just wanted to be? You knew there was a part of you wanting to be in this industry, or what? I just needed a job at the time. Okay. At that time, I just needed a job. I was out of work for a couple of weeks, and it just—it was perfect timing. And at the time, I was doing a lot of partying and hanging out. So <clears throat> we were probably oh, fuck. That was probably two thousand nine, eight, ten, somewhere in that realm. So we're in our early early to mid twenties. Everybody's still around. And we just started going. Everybody would come out and visit me, and it just went from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then what moved on after that? What was the next step? And is this when you started saying, hey, I want to get my own place going? Or 
No, I actually got fired from that place for assaulting a customer. Oh, shit. Well, that, that sounds like a good story. <laughs> <laughs> as I, as I uh, prefaced earlier, it's like you learn to hate people pretty quickly. And this, just people are rude. I was, it was a busy Thursday night and we, we, I was a college bar. There was some underage going on in there, et cetera. And there was just a kid that was at the end of the bar. He's like, hey, whistling, snapping, clapping, everything under the book. It's like, he's like hitting his glass on the bar. And I'm like, dude, you need to relax. And we're probably five deep at the bar at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at that place we get wall to wall. We were doing like $10,000 nights on $2 tall boys. $10,000 nights. Yeah. It's good, man. You know, it is what it is. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wasn't making the money. I was making my tip money. That's what the bar was making. Sure. Um, and then eventually I went and I was like, all right, dude, you need to fucking stop. And he's like, well, he's, he has the drink, the glass and he's saying, it's like, they get me a fucking drink. The fucking, what was left in it, the residual like splashes in my face. I'm like, oh, wait, here we go. And he, am I allowed to say whatever? Cause there's a. Yeah, you can do. Dude, this is an inappropriate word coming no. up. He cut, I slide the drink. I was like, all right, well, you're fucking done here. I was like, go down the street, street and get yourself a fucking drink. And then I turned around, he picked up the glass, says, you're a fucking faggot. And like launches it at me. And then I just turn around and like Superman over the bar. I like, I just like palm up and just go. I like barely got him, but I got him enough to where like I got him right here. So his eye cut and it just started bleeding. And then like all hell broke loose. And then it was <laughs> was it one of those things in the whole bar just started breaking out fighting? Uh, and that corner it did, but in a college bar like that, you have you have six bouncers on on a Thursday night on it, something like that. So they were on it pretty quick. We had good security there, so. And then, but, and then you got fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was one of those things that I get, they call me in, and I'm just like, and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Here's my keys. Yeah, you, you, just, you, <laughs> like, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it, it was. You knew it was happening. You know, fast forward, you know, a few more years now, I actually own that bar with those guys that fired me. Oh, let's go. Yeah, that's where the brewery is, actually. Okay, so, okay, let's start there then. So, is the local your first one or is Two Villains, Villains the next brewery? Two, two Villains. Villains. Um, the local is my first one. The local is my baby. Okay. I've had it for six years. Um, after I got fired from... Uh, Bourbon Street was the name of the bar. I went and started working on a little like uh, side of the road local bar called Pie Man, <clears throat> uh, just a town over. Yeah, I did pizza, whatever. Was working there for a while. I was doing real estate as well. And then me and my current one of my current partners now, he we I sold him a house. We closed on a house. We're sitting down and. Somebody get, calls me. It's like, oh, this bar, this bar. The time at the time was called the Night Owl. It's for sale. It's like, oh, okay, fuck it. And we're talking, we're bullshitting, and by the end of that conversation, we're like, you know what, fuck it, let's do this. You know, I'd worked for him for a couple of years at that time, and that was kind of it. And it just kind of went from there. So y'all, you, you and this other guy, y'all just said, hey, let's run this thing together. I run it. He bankrolled it. Okay. So, so. well, so. Was the only experience you had in running a restaurant or a bar was just from bartending? Yes, and I ran beer. So craft beer clearly is massive now, but I back in 2011, 12, 13, it was just starting to like pick up. It was just starting to get bigger, the rotating beers and everything. So I ran the draft lines at his 
his bar for a while and Bourbon Street before that. Okay. And we decided we wanted a little tiny local bar that we could get. It's kind of a dive bar that has really good, like really high-end whiskey and really good uh, high-end craft beer. Now they're all over Brooklyn. At the time, they weren't. They're okay. In Brooklyn now. <laughs> so did y'all set the uh, the trend for it, you think? Uh, no, I don't think we set the trend. <laughs> oh, uh, does yeah, everyone just started kind of getting in on the craft beer craze? Oh, yeah, craft beer up here. I don't know how it is down there right now. Probably in Roanoke. And I know Richmond, it's huge. But uh, it's it's huge here. Yeah. It's, just like you said, uh, Roanoke is – they got a lot more breweries pop- popping up, obviously. Radford, we just opened up – or not we. I didn't open up one, but they just opened up a new one here in Radford. And uh, it's not bad. I mean, we got a couple over there in Blacksburg. So, yeah. I mean – I went to one in Floyd the last time I was home. Was that the uh, the Buffalo Mountain one? Do you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How was it? I've heard mixed reviews on it. It was all right. Um, I think they were doing a really good job. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it's the best I've ever had. Their T-shirt is infinitely comfortable. I wear it all the time. Nice. So got a T-shirt from. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you go around and just taste particular beers for you, that you want to serve in your bar and high in whiskeys, or how does that work? Or do you just kind of pick and choose from what other people are telling you? Or a lot of like the super high end stuff, you don't really get a choice. If you want it, you can get it when it's available. Some of them don't even like in New York. We have a three tier system. Yeah, you have your you have your supplier, you have distribu- distribution, and you have your retailers. I'm if they're set up with. I, uh, like beer and liquor are different liquor. I have to get from a distributor, not a lot of transport liquor in the state of New York for like, I can't go and buy it from a liquor store and then take it to my bar and sell it. Okay. It has to go through a distributor, thick tax evasion bullshit, uh, beer. There's a little bit more of a gray area in there. Uh, you have some that are set up with distribution and some that are not. So they get territories and they're cut out a lot of the really sought after stuff doesn't have distro if it's inside the the state so like the city there's a lot of really good breweries in the city that all just self-distro in the city and then they get up here and they go to distributors and if they're going to distributors up here the distributors kind of get carte blanche i mean like all right you can have this okay if you want it um i've since i've strengthened a lot of my relationships with breweries so the breweries can tag it and be like this is going to the local. This is going to Travis, this, that, and the other. So that's helped. It's also puts a lot of people off in yeah. the distro world. But, you know, what are you going to do? I got I got bills to pay. I got people to please. I get that. So do you still find yourself bartending at <laughs> these places when you have to be? Or is it just you're just running a thing? If I, if I have to, I can still do it. But I don't have time to. I stopped bartending regularly probably – Three years ago. Okay. Three or four years ago, just because, like, the bars in New York stay open until 4 a.m. Oh, shit. I didn't realize so, that. So, yeah. So, basically, I, I'm having, like, I'm not getting home until 5 in the morning, 5, 6 in the morning, passing out, getting back up by, like, 8 or 9 in the morning and doing, like, I like to get everything done before the bar is open. So, if, like, something needs to be stocked or fixed or cleaned or this, that, and the other, I want it all done before the bar is open. Gotcha. And then having to bartend again, it just became too much. And plus, my bartenders are a lot better looking than I am. So. <laughs> Come on now. Don't, don't talk to any stuff like that, big dog. So, 
they do a lot better job at making the customers happy. Got you. Well, all right. So the local was your first one, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So did you come up with the name, the local? Or? We went we went back and forth a couple times. Um, I'm not even sure how we ended up going with the local. It was like we were going with like something social club, the social this, that, and the other. And then I think he said like, why don't we just call it the local eight? And I was like, why don't we just call it the local tap house? And then that, and it just happened. And then the, the fucking giraffe happened like completely random. I was getting ready to ask about the giraffe. I think I think I've seen it on your Instagram before. So how did it just randomly happened or? Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends, we were, it was about a week before we opened. We were <laughs> sitting in there. His ex-girlfriend of the time or his girlfriend of the time was drawing out the boards. We have chalkboards behind the bar nice. and she was drawing the boards out. And it's like, she's like, Oh, what do you want in this little square? And I was like, I don't know. Fuck it. Put a, put a giraffe hashtag giraffes. It's chalk. We'll change it next week. If I don't like it. <laughs> and we're pretty stoned at this point and looking and he just goes, Oh shit, man. Giraffes kind of sound like giraffe beer. And I was like, Oh fuck half off giraffes for a happy hour and it was just a play on words and i put it on the board and it just exploded that's clever i didn't even think about that yeah it just fucking exploded and we sell a ton of merch now ariel's giraffe like really did a really did a number dude i like that man i mean did you come with the logo yourself or did you outsource that or she did the she, this she is the did, draft that she drew that's the one exact one that's the exact one she that's drew on the board and i took a picture and then she just she put it in the system, vectored it, and then we did everything. And now we do a lot of plays on it and stuff like that. Well, I yeah. That, you know. I'm digging it, man. I like that. That's, that's a cool story, too, behind that. I didn't even realize that. Plus, like, the wordplay. Yeah. I never would have thought that, dude. It just it worked <clears> out. I got I to gotta send you down something. I'll send you down something. All right, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so so then you got two villain, vi- villains. I can't even talk tonight. Now, how did that two one come villains. about? Was that one already pre-made or – no, um, and I also take like a much more back of the house role there. I'm, I don't really do a ton there. So that happened. Like I was in Florida with a couple of buddies on like a beer trip. I go to a lot of uh, beer festivals just for networking and stuff. Sure. We came back. They worked at a place in Jersey. These two guys, John and Sean, worked at a place in Jersey called Brick City. Um, they do awesome beer. They're in Little Ferry, right outside the city. Probably. I would say eight minutes off the George Washington bridge, if even, and they were talking, they're like, Oh, we're going to do brewing. I was like, Oh, what do you, what do you think? And I was like, Oh, you know, I kind of like, I was like, I know some guys that are trying to sell a space. Maybe I can talk to them and see if they're interested in joining forces and doing this. And then it turns out that they were like, you know, fuck it. Let's so it took a little convincing because they were like, Oh, they're, they both have families and kids now. And they're like, trying to get out of this industry and I sucked them right back in. And that's how that went. The two villains was all the rules, all the branding, all the marketing is, is their thing. I think two villains comes off of an MF doom song. An MF doom song. Yeah. Is that a um, band? He's a, he's a, he's a, a rapper. Okay. From, I think it's from, I don't know much about him. Okay. I don't, I don't either. So I don't know like anything about him, but I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. And they're doing pretty good beer. You know, they're doing good beer. Like, they're starting to pick up. We opened up 2019, like the end of 2019, and we had our hiccups there. We weren't able to get the kitchen going immediately because we had problems with the hood, but we had to get the front of the house open. 
So we got that open. We opened up the kitchen in February. And then a month later, Tom Hanks gets COVID. We have to shut everything down, you know, and the world went into lockdown. So I actually, that was the moment that I had to say to them, I was like, listen, guys, I have to worry about keeping the local afloat. Yeah. I have to. And then I shifted every bit of my energy into local. I was doing 10 to 14 hour days, seven days a week if not even longer days, some of them were like 16, 18 hours and then right back up and going. And somehow we survived. And then I was an idiot and bought another bar in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, I got a couple of questions, kind of what you were talking about, but that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Obviously I know in <clears throat> LA with COVID and everything, they're shutting down restaurants and even like with outdoor seating, it's almost a joke. No, they're, that's okay too. That's exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are, it's loosened up a little bit. I mean, Cuomo, the whole Cuomo power struggle is a nightmare in itself. Yeah, what's up with that dude? I don't know. But every time we, every time he touched somebody and they come out, you know, restrictions get loosened. So I'm, you know, <laughs> somebody else call him out quick. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, right now we're at, the we're used to 4 a.m. We have to close the bar at 11. You're not allowed to be drinking if you're standing. If the, you have to be the, you have to be six feet apart. If the tables are not six feet apart, there has to be partitions in between them. Okay. Everybody has to be out of the building by eleven. You have to buy food if you're consuming alcohol. So if you come in there and it's like, I just want a Bud Light, and I was like, Well, I'm sorry, man, you got to buy a plate of fries too. Yeah. So now, like, it just doesn't. That's the probably the dumbest fucking rule out of them all. That um. Do you in New York? Do you always have to have food serving for drinking? I think that's how it is in Virginia, if I remember. In New in New York, to obtain uh, a liquor license, an on-premise liquor license, you have to for I think I, I think that's just the full service liquor license. If you have actual um, hard hard liquor like spirits, right? They uh, you have to have some sort of food. Chips, I think, usually do it. Like the local, we only have hot dogs. Okay. So, but during COVID, they were all on-premise consumption had to come with uh, some sort of food. Still, so right now, it's a ten thousand dollar fine if we get caught. Technically, <sighs> yeah. Which I'm not really, uh, I'm not really looking to get. I don't blame you. No. So you said the local, you only sell hot dogs. Yep. Why? Why is only hot dogs? Is it? I mean, I mean, I like hot dogs. I'm, not, I'm just asking. I, I fucking love hot dogs. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, we don't have uh, we don't have a kitchen there. Okay. So I wanted to offer a little bit more. Um, I I have a few friends who live out in San Diego. I'll go out there and visit them every now and then. And in North Park, to this place, this little spot called the Friendly. And late night, when you get out of the bars, you go there, you get a little cheeseburger. Uh, but you need a kitchen for that. So it started, and now my bartenders can make the hot dogs for people. They come in. But then I decided to be a dick and make them co- some of them complicated and do specialty hot dogs. Like we have like I Dream of Weenie, Christopher Walken the Dog, the Drop It Like It's Hot Dog. You know, one of them I had to take off of the menu because of PC matters. I got yelled at by a couple of people. Yeah. Well, those uh, are clever names, man. I dream of weenie. <laughs> I'm cracking up over you. Like, are just plain hot dogs the raw dog. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, it's... It, I mean, and it worked, and it's been... 
a godsend not having to, because I don't have to pay a kitchen. Kitchens, if you talk to anybody in this industry, kitchens are the bane of my existence sometimes because they're so expensive. Oh, yeah. They are so, they're not even to put them in, but to pay people to be in there. It might cost me $400 a day to run the kitchen. Cost me $35 a day sometimes to run the front of the house. Wow, I didn't realize that. That much of a well, difference. It's more, it's part of that. Like, you have one bartender on for eight hours at like eight dollars, you know. Well, you don't have to do the math here, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would just never would have thought it was that much of a difference. Sixty-five dollars to run the front of the house and the four hundred to run just the kitchen, and that's with nobody buying anything. So it takes a lot. It takes a it takes a lot of food just for the kitchen to break even. Right. Just to, get, to, take, just to get all that yeah. out right there, right? Plus, you're yeah. paying your workers, and so. There's a when I, when I've watched like specialty cook shows and stuff. It seems like there's a lot more cleaning and trying to keep up with the health inspections and talking about. Then that seems like you just have to have a lot of people who are on their a game at all times. Just well, right. Just if a health inspector just comes randomly walking in, is that how it well, works? Yes. You you really want? I mean, in any industry, you want everybody to be on their a game all the time. It's that's what separates the good from bad. When like actual. When you have, and I've seen it over the years in this industry, when you have people that actually give a fuck about the space, mm-hmm. like we kind of, I try to build like more of a family out of everyone instead of like a staff, like everybody's hanging out, they're becoming best friends. Like the local, oh, shit. Most of the people that have worked at the local have, mo- have met their significant others working there. Not even the staff, like meeting them in the area. Like you get, you get close with like those people. When you start caring, you give a fuck about what's around you instead of like it just being like, all right, I clocked in, I'm clocking out. Yeah. Done. You know, that's what you really want to look for. Like there's a ton of fucking cleaning though. It's insane. Yeah. Everything's cleaning. You're, you want to treat it like my whole thing is this. I was like, I want this place to be as clean as you would want food from. Right. And some people, I look at them, and I was like, but not you. Not you. <laughs> well, definitely not, not you, though. Yeah. No. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things like that, but I want to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, just like you said that, I mean, when I've worked, you know, in places during college and even in high school and stuff that we all, you know, work with other people that, you know, you're around them roughly eight hours a day or, or and or more. And like you said, finding your significant other, which, you know, yeah, because you're around them almost more than your actual family. Yeah. So it's it's easy to do, and I don't know exactly what the word I'm looking for is, but yeah, I mean, when you build something like you're talking about, yeah, it's easy. It's almost easy to do, and it's a place you don't mind coming to. I mean, I guess no. you and your significant other having issues, but yeah. Well, I and you can ask my staff. I I frown upon uh, the intra office dating, if you will. I don't need the problems from home coming to work. Well, yeah, it causes a lot more issues there. That's that's one of the that's obviously one of the biggest downfalls of it. But oh yeah, no, and it may, and it's extremely difficult. And when you start throwing booze into the mix and college kids, <laughs> like it's like fucking Mardi Gras all the time. Like what the fuck's happening in here? Yeah. So and, um, <laughs> well, I want, let's, well, let's kind of recircle back here. I want to talk about the hot dogs a little bit more. So. The specialty dogs that you come up with, I mean, is that just something that you always had in your head you knew about or something just for life experiences? 
You know, I think the Chicago Cubs or Chicago in the city has a Chicago dog, and I've never they been do. there. Okay, and it's like sport peppers and celery salt. And yeah, yeah. I mean, is that just how did that come about? I mean, just I don't, I don't know how they're. I mean, they're just getting up, but like I know my, I don't know. I just I like getting getting weird with food. I get yeah. really weird with food. I love creative food. I'm, I guess I'm somewhat of a self proclaimed foodie. And it was just throwing things together, trying it. And, you know, like the Pineapple Express, it's it's chili, pineapple, jalapenos, cheddar jack. You know, the Christopher Walk and the Dog is, what is it? It's bacon, feta, mozzarella, cheddar jack, barbecue sauce, tzatziki sauce. Drop it like a hot dog is whatever hot shit we have on us, <laughs> on us at time. It changes. <laughs> so is it the stuff back there while you're just cooking up or something? And you're just like, man, this would be good. This is what I would like on it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. You yeah, Christopher, Christopher Walking Dog came about because it was uh, – I was like, I don't have one here with a lot of fucking cheese on it. So I just started throwing cheese on it. It does take from the rest of the customer experience, though, because now the bartender's turned around making food, and these hot dogs, you know, they have they have to pay attention to them or they burn them. I had a couple uh, probably six months ago, something like that. Yeah. One of my bartenders burnt a hot dog, and – Next thing you know, I have nine uh, fire trucks outside the bar. <laughs> oh, shit. It got that crazy? It wasn't even crazy. This fire alarm goes off. They all just come. Oh, they just have to come. Is it one of them? They, ju- they just, everybody jumps in and comes over. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, during this whole thing, you said you bought another bar, right? Or you yes. went partners again? Or what? how did you explain it? Yes, um, me and my partner from the local and another guy that I've been friends with for a couple of years now who also owns another restaurant in town. He owns a fantastic Peruvian spot uh, called Morris Kitchen. Um, we decided we were talking to them before it, but we were going to pull out because of COVID. And then we were able to work out a nice deal because of COVID. So it made sense. I'm like, let's do it. It's a lot bigger. It's probably... I would say at least five times the size of the local. Wow. Maybe a little bit bigger. The local's tiny. The local's like 900 square feet. Okay. Um, this, our floor space alone, is probably 3,000 without the upstairs. Oh, And we man. have like a 40. So that's like three times person. the size. Yeah, it's, it's, well, we have the upstairs too. And then the downstairs, like the basement area, which we're thinking about finishing, is the exact same size. So full usable space from top to bottom, we've probably got about 7,500 square feet. So this one's the Henry, right? This is the Henry. Okay. Um, and this one works out like it's it's nice. We all have our role. My one partner, he does the construction. He does a lot of the back end stuff, pays a lot of the bills. I run the bar and Tyrone runs the kitchen. He uh, owns the other restaurant but it doesn't mean that we can't like jump in with each other like i love menu development so i get involved with the kitchen stuff he loves drinking so (laughs) he gets involved with the front of the house stuff gotcha Mm -hmm. so speaking about covid i mean besides the stipulations they put on you with having to serve food or shutting down at 11 i mean what are the other hardest parts coming from it I mean, do you have to have everyone outside at all times, or even during, a, or even during a, this past winter, did they have to be outside eating? Or? No, we're allowed to have people inside. We have fifty percent. Well, now we're at seventy-five percent occupancy, but fifty and seventy-five doesn't make a difference with all the rules that are attached to it. 
Because with the distancing between the tables and people can't stand, they have to have their mask on all the time if they're standing. It's 75, pretty much 50 to 50 to 100% doesn't matter. Once you're at 100, and they, you can be at 100%, to be honest. If they don't take the regulations away, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know I was reading, or not even reading, but listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how with COVID and people leaving the city, it seems like crime is going up more in New York and more people were trying to get out of it. Is that affecting y'all in any way or any insight um, on that? We have a massive influx of people coming to us. We live in the suburbs and we live in a fairly affluent area. Okay. Um, I have the town that I'm in, um, Nyack, as I said earlier, it's a, it's a river town right on the Hudson river. Okay. And it's one of those destination towns that a lot of young people end up moving to. And a lot of people that are moving out of the city are coming I just lost one of my one of my longtime bartenders who's about to be my sister-in-law. She's marrying my one of my younger brothers. Uh, she just left bartending because she's so busy with real estate. She doesn't even have the time to do the one shift that she was working. So Well, you said earlier you were into real estate. Yeah, I was. I don't do it anymore. I don't really have time. Whoa. Yeah, it was just nice something you were trying out while you were just trying to Yeah. It was just something I was trying out. I just <laughs> I it's too many niceties, you know. I can get away with like kind of snapping at somebody at the bar and then apologizing to them later. Yeah, but that doesn't really work when you're doing an open house with somebody. Okay. So, well, <laughs> so so you got out of that real quick. You didn't do that real long, or I did that for three years. Oh, so you did do it for three years. Yeah, I didn't make a lot of money doing it. I, as soon as as soon as I started making money, I. Uh, I opened, I started, I, it was when I opened the bar. Like that year, I was like, I opened the bar and then I made probably 60 grand from real estate in the first three months of 2015 from that. Nice. And then I started working at the bar. I was at the bar so much. And real estate takes a lot of time. There's a lot of time and energy put in it. It takes a long time to get built up. And I just, yeah, it wasn't for me. I get that. So, do you always feel like you've always been the going down? Like, you know, when I knew you in high school and stuff, it just seems like we were just looking for the next party or wherever to hang out at or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but so have you always just kind of found your way? Like, hey, I'm, I want to work, be my own boss and do my own thing. And this is where I want to go with my life. Have you always been like that? I was more entrepreneur, was be, I guess. I always knew it was going to be difficult for me to work for people because, um, I mean, I'm kind of a dick. And I don't really want to listen to people. Okay. I have an authority complex, I guess, is where we go with that. I get that. And it just kind of fell into place. Now, hopefully, I can keep this going for long enough to be able to retire off of this. Was it, so is that your long-term goal? Yeah. I think this is the industry I'm going to be in for a long time. Yeah. And so, well, it looks like, you know, with the vaccines and everything, we're getting a light at the end of the tunnel where all these restrictions will be lifted and hopefully – have some type of normalcy back, correct? Or what do you hopefully, think of the future? I mean, hopefully, but I mean, I think normalcy is shifted now. It's going to go back to a certain type of normal, but I don't think it'll ever be exactly the same it was. And speaking of the vaccines, they just recalled the one, Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, I read about that today. Yeah, and I'm like, my half my staff got that one. They're like, oh no, they <laughs> recalled our vaccine. I was like, well, it's going to be really fucking hard for you to give it back to them if they stop worrying about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a valid point. Like, 
Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I haven't got my vaccine yet, and I don't know if you have, but oh, that, I did. you did? Yeah, God, and it was vicious. Did you go Johnson & Johnson, or? Mm-mm. You went Moderna, Pfizer? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so what do you mean, vicious? The second shot kind of put you down, or? Well, the first shot put me down, too. The first shot I got, and I decided it was a good idea to go out with friends and get annihilated. I woke up in a hotel room. The hotel room is farther from where I was than my house is. (laughs) (laughs) That day was probably the sickest I've ever been. I don't normally get sick or hung over anything. I woke up. I was so nauseous. I was like, that's it. I'm pregnant. It's happened. It's, it's finally happened. I'm pregnant. I don't know how the hell it happened. You know, the girl I was with was just like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just need to go home right now. I need an edible. I need my bed. Yeah. <laughs> the air conditioning. Yeah. Damn, man. So, so that was the first shot. The second one, I decided to not drink okay. after. Seems a smart move. Yeah, it wasn't as bad, but it definitely hit me a little bit harder. I took a bunch of edibles and just like stayed at home. And I actually watched All Dogs Go to Heaven. You know, a little nostalgia Man. for us. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> yeah, folks, you've never watched that movie. No, nice. And is it a Disney movie? I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, no, it's a Don Bluth movie. So we did like. Oh, uh, nice memory, bro. <laughs> he did like Five Goes West and like Land Before Time. Okay, you're right yeah. now. Nice. Um, he, uh, well, that's something like they'll never recreate that movie because if you think about that movie, it did not age well with society. Like that has. Drinking, drugs, gambling, prostitutes, <laughs> like gang activity. Like it's, it's Dude, a lot going on. I don't even remember the last time you've seen that movie. So, yeah, I guess that's when movie going to be canceled out here. Oh, yeah. There's a good uh, – I think it's a TikTok video. There's a kid walking around uh, a Target just being like canceled. You know, Uno, fun with friends at the expense of the Latino culture, canceled. And I was like, Jesus. So, did you ever get COVID personally? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, I was told that if you get sick off the first shot, there's a good chance that you had COVID. But like with the drinking, I really, really you probably was just hungover. Yeah, I've honestly I've never even really been sick. I didn't I didn't get hungover until I was in my thirties. Well, that kind of makes sense because I remember you know uh, back in our days you just wake up perfectly fine, and I remember I'd be hating life. <laughs> yeah, I would like here and there, but like I think it's because I, I'll drink in like layers. I'll, I mean, you know, it, it starts with like you know what I'm drinking beer, and a couple shots, and I move on to mixed drinks, and still doing shots, and then I move on to these little fucking super sweet like things like twisted tea and yeah, those PBR coffees that are v- so dangerous. There's hard coffees. I've had a couple of those, man. They're pretty good, dude. The one in the like the brown can. It tastes like it tastes like YooHoo. It's ridiculous. Exactly, that's the ones I've had. Yeah, it's, it's like, it comes a little four pack, and you can just crush yeah. them. It's like what the hell? This is yeah. Like you're like, oh, this is good. I'm gonna taste it now. You finish the four pack before you get out of the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly it. So all right, well, let's get back on to. Uh, so you said you kind of considered yourself a foodie, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of experienced going through the city and try new things, and yeah, I spend a lot of movie, a lot of money eating out. Yeah. It's too much, actually. I miss cooking. I just don't really have a lot of time to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is there any good hot spots? Like, what, what, what is your favorite go-to spot if you had to pick one? 
don't know if I have like a go-to spot, especially in the past year. Um, I guess it would be kind of tough to say that in the past year. Yeah, in the or past year, and and a lot of places have shut down. I was down in the city the other uh, last week. We got Roberta's. Roberta's is a fantastic pizza place in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, pretty well known. I've been trying to get into a couple of places in Westchester. I also, I hate the city because I don't like driving down there. Um, I've been trying to get to Palatina. There's a place called The Cookery in Dobbs Ferry in Westchester. Um, amazing. It's like a, it's like a, cre- it's, it's like blending like old school Italian cooking with new age creativity okay you go you go in there and it's super high end but it's like hip-hop playing it's it's actually a really cool spot and he owns a little pizza place uh down the street from there too called the parlor where they you know another one what else put me on the spot now are you good man just we're just chat man (laughs) it don't matter now i'm just asking just asking questions like just you and i'll be sitting at the bar right now drinking beer yeah, it's all it's all this how I want this podcast to be. So, so when you're not working, because you probably you play like you said, put a ton of hours in per week, right? Yeah, I'm probably at least eighty. Yeah, especially week. with even is that even more with opening up a new bar? Uh, the the local is small enough. My staff is really good that it's starting to level back out again. Okay. Um, but the Henry takes a lot. It's because it's there's a lot more moving parts. We have a full kitchen. We have a full floor. We have two bars in there, which only one of them is open right now. COVID has not been fun for anybody. And like just staying on top of people, but like, hey, you need to keep your mask on when you're walking through here. Like now that they just legalized marijuana, it's going to be another fight for us. Like, oh, no, I'm allowed to smoke pot. And I was like, you're allowed to smoke pot wherever the hell you want. Just not in here. We have rules. It's just like a cigarette. Get out there. What's wrong with you? When did New York legalize marijuana? Last week. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. I thought it was recent, but I didn't know it was that recent. Yeah. I think you can walk around. You can't, I don't think you can get in trouble for smoking it on the street anymore. Um, I'm sure if you get pulled over high, it's still like a DWI of some sort. Yeah. I, someone, I don't, I don't know a ton about it. Somebody told me you can, you can have up to like three ounces or something like that. Well, that was something here in Virginia. They passed it. You could have, I forgot. I thought it was an, it could have been an ounce, but it was up to a $25 decriminalization fine, I think is what they call it. Yeah. But it seemed like here in Virginia, they're trying to push by July to have it fully legalized. I mean, this is what happened. This is exactly how prohibition got repealed. The reason that prohibition was pulled back was because <clears throat> the country needed money and the tax revenue from it. And the fact that marijuana is a schedule one drug, it, it, that, that, what is it? Schedule A, Schedule One? Sure, I don't know. Well, basically, it's it's they consider it the same as heroin. Like cocaine is underneath it. Whoa, like it's on the, whoa okay, I didn't the, realize the, that. The, yeah, I think it's Schedule A. Uh, that's fucking insane. They consider heroin and 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 marijuana in the same really. Category. Hold on, I'll look it up right now. Let's see. Let's see. I would have never thought that because based on, I mean, obviously I've never done heroin, but from what I understand. Schedule one. Let's see. Drug scheduling. The DEA. Schedule one drugs are listed. uh, All right. So schedule schedule one drugs, heroin, marijuana, LSD, MDMA. That's right. Psychedelics. Yeah. And then schedule two is like Vicodin and Coke and 
methadone and Jesus. It's insane. And that is that federal or just New York? What they classify it as? No, that's federal. I'm wow. sure that's going to be. I mean, you give that five years, that'll be gone. There's well, there's no way marijuana can be considered the same thing as heroin. Right. No, it's a completely different thing. No, it's fucking stupid. And suppose, whatever, especially with however many states are actually trying to legalize it now, and kind of what you were saying, using the tax money off of it. I mean, so, they'll never do that with heroin. Or, and I know they're trying to do a couple things with uh, mushrooms now. I know the UFC is actually using it as. For CTE protocol, they're actually finding you know some uses out of it that are held, and also the arm, not the army, but I guess the armed forces with uh, PSD, no PTSD, and PTSD. Yeah, John Hopkins is doing a couple studies with that, just saying how it's actually recovering, helping those uh, soldiers recover from it. Really, I know that they were doing some work with LSD with that as well. Uh, have you ever have you ever taken uh, shrooms or? Never have, never have, and I've I've always been the guy I've wanted to do it, but I've also been afraid at the same time because I've heard horror stories. So, I I like acid shrooms. Are I'm a I have a very dark personality. Like it hasn't changed much from high school. It might have gotten worse. It might have gotten darker. Oh, shrooms. yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember us doing anything crazy like that in high school. Plus, no, I mean like it pulls out like pieces of your personality you don't even want out in the surface. I mean, the first time I did. Shrooms. It was fun for a while. I was at a festival. I was like, oh, this is great. This is getting, oh, this is getting ugly. This is getting ugly. And then I just ended up in a tent by myself in the fetal position waiting for it to go away. And I was like, I just needed to go away. And this was from shrooms? Yeah, that was from shrooms. Acid, I feel like you can control, you can control more. And maybe that's just like a placebo effect with me. Okay. But I feel like I can pull myself in and out of like a feeling. It's just like elevated happiness. I, um, the last time I did acid, I was in Vegas for a bachelor party. And went and watched the Bellagio Fountain show on acid. Then ended up in a strip club, and I I shouldn't be in strip clubs on psychedelics. I spent eight thousand dollars in that fucking eight thousand dollars. Yes, it was. I was, and I'm talking you, to my friends. I was like, "You were just in a good mood." Did you, you fall know, in love? Everybody. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've, I've been in a couple of strip clubs before and I've had friends to spend. I mean, I don't think it was ridiculous amounts like that, but they found one girl that they thought they loved forever. And mm. So it's private rooms, man. Oh, man. So are the Las Vegas rooms obviously different from uh, what goes over down here on the East Coast? No, the rooms are still just a box with a bench in it. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a mirror or two. Maybe there's velvet on the walls. I don't know. <laughs> G- girls might, might do a little other stuff for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. We don't have to talk about that. No big deal. Well, man, I didn't know uh, you went down those couple of roads, though. Did you, I mean, do you think it changed your life or how your outlook on things or using those type of drugs? Because um, I hear a lot of different experiences from what other people. I didn't mean to cut you off, but saying that you know they get a broader perspective of where they should be going in their life, or that you know they see other dimensions. And I don't know if I went down that type of road. Okay, I did have a lot of fun. Um, shrooms, I definitely go down a dark road, and I, I learned that I don't like it. Uh, I've always had, like, even when I was in high school, I've always been very bipolar. Uh, ADHD. I was caught up in that in the in the early '90s when they were just jamming prescription pills down kids' throats, mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. You know, they're feeding at speed like it was fucking Skittles. Yeah. And 
I don't, I don't know if it gave me a broader perspective. I think just life experience has been doing a lot more of a, a job of that. I think you can learn a lot from just not being scared and going out there and doing shit and learning and tripping over yourself a little bit. Well, that's a good way to put it. I mean, just learning from your mistakes and I make a lot of them. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like you're, you know, you know, I was talking with a couple of friends and, you know, they have, when they show me that you're on that podcast and I listened to it and I was like, man, Trevor's doing, or Travis is doing big things out here. I mean, what the hell? And, you know, a lot of people were just scared to even take that leap of faith, I guess. You know, I mean, I'm, I can speak for myself on that. Sometimes when it comes up to a risk thing, I'm just like, nah, I'm going to play the safety. Give me, give me a security blanket. But it seems like you've taken that uh, leap of faith and you've come out okay. And I, mean, I applaud it, man. I applaud it. It's still like scary. It's it's not like I'm just there's a point where it's just like what's what 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 could happen? It's not gonna kill me. I don't think. It's just you gotta you gotta try things. Like it's there's almost a rush to it, like getting and going. I'm like, granted, there's an, an immense amount of anxiety that's wrapped into it, but it's working out. I like people and I hate people at the same time. Yeah, I love meeting people as much as I love watching people leave. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. You know, you get like there's so many experience. It's like it's like when we share, like when we do collabs and stuff like that. I have like with the beer and stuff like that, or you link up. Like sometimes you'll link up with another brand, you know, and you're sharing this marketing sphere. It's the same thing when you're meeting people. When you're hearing about their experience, you're kind of starting to share a different experience field with them. And like, you're like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like there's this, like things that you never even knew existed. Like I love learning. Like I still come home, I'll smoke a little bit. And I, the only thing I really want to watch is documentaries. Yeah. You watch any good ones lately? What did I just watch? I did just watch that Seaspiracy one. I watched that one uh, last week. That opened yeah. up my eyes. I didn't realize we were, or I guess I the world was doing it that way. I thought it was going to be a thing just with turtles and plastic straws, but yeah, it actually, I was, that's why I didn't watch it. I was like, Oh, here we go. You know, the great Pacific plastic. Oh, the trash thing. Yeah. Yeah. The trash patch. I'm like, I get it. I don't want to just, you know, I love nature. Like I download, I, I pay for discovery plus just to watch BBC with David Attenborough. Nice. I want him, I want him to narrate my funeral. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I want him to do my eulogy. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, that was a good one though. I didn't know we were overfishing the seas and, you know, and I didn't know the fishing industry was that type of industry, you know, where they're just chopping shark fins off and throwing them back in the water and, I love the way they explained it. They explained well the way they explained the the ecological breakdown. Like when you start taking away the predators and this that, and then the other species grow out and then uh-huh. they eat everything and then they die out because they don't have anything to eat. It made it was um, what was it? Probably like ten years ago when uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did the Cosmos series, and he explained that's how he explained evolution. And that kind of same tear down with the, with the visuals. You mean as far as like predators, like, you know, you take one species out, then that predator is going to take over the top of the food chain and that's just going to keep eliminating when, others? When he explained the way – it was – like I like the new way that they're doing things with the visual representations. They did um, – he explained uh, bears. That's how he was explaining evolution in the Cosmos documentary. It was like, oh, they were all really brown and black bears for a while. And then they're in the Arctic and they were having trouble hunting. And then you have one 
bear that's got a mutation in its gene and it had white fur. And now it blends in and then it, it, survive, it has a better chance of survival. So now it's passing down that mutation. And each one of, like, if it has three kids, now they're, the mutation passed down to all the three kids and it goes down and down and down. It scales out. And it was just a really cool way that they explained it. Yeah. Better than I can explain it. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's Neil deGrasse Tyson talking. I mean, that dude's, when he starts yeah. going to astronomy and all that, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, okay, dude, I have no idea. You're blowing my mind right now. Yep. For me, anyway, right. on my experience. But yeah, that's cool, man, that you like learning. I mean, like, that's what I've been trying. It's kind of why the reason I started this is that I wanted to learn, connect with other people. And, you know, I try to watch more documentaries now and just actually see, like, oh, you know, let's see their point of view of what's going on with the obviously overfishing the seas. Or I watched another one the other day. It's on Netflix right now called Coded Bias, I think. And it was just talking about the effects of artificial intelligence and the face facial recognition technology and how it's getting us in trouble. Wait, hold on. I think um, somebody was telling me. Uh, What's the company in Boston? Boston, uh, is it? Oh, Boston Dynamics. Dynamics. Boston Dynamics, and they built something that they had to destroy because it was it was actually learning faster than they ever anticipated. Oh, they had shit. to destroy all the technology in it because I don't, I don't I know nothing about it. It was just somebody was telling me they're like, oh yeah, they had to destroy a robot because it got like way too smart, way too quick, and that's where we're at. We are designing our replacement. Like we can't like just ignore that part of it. They had that show on Amazon where the dude dies in the car driving itself. And then he ends up in like, you're able to buy basically your loved ones. If so, like if you have a significant other and they die in some accident, you can save their soul and their memories and everything like that. And they can be planted in this digital universe that you control. And it's actually like, they have to, they have to pay for it. Like, so now it's like Britney Spears. Like she can't do anything because you know nobody will allow her to. <laughs> so like if you if you're like if you're really rich and you have a really loving family, they can give you free range, do whatever you want your your digital afterlife. But if you're poor, then you're like, oh well, this is cool, but I can only eat hot dogs for the rest of my life because that's all I can afford. This sounds like a you said it was an Amazon. This sounds like Amazon or a episode of Black Mirror or. It's it. Yeah, it's in the world of like Black Mirror. Okay. What was the name of it? I don't it was know. okay. It wasn't great. Black Mirror is amazing. I love terrible. Black Mirror, man. That opened up to my eyes a whole lot of things. What the it's fuck? fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, especially the first episode I was watching, I was like, what the fuck? It's just almost. And I think that's why. It's the only episode I don't like is that one. That's the only episode yeah. I don't like is there, the first one. There was one, <laughs> there was one guy say, I forgot where I heard this from, but they said the director of it doesn't want to make another season because he thinks it's going to hit too close to home with all of COVID and everything going on right now. So, Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. But there's that, yeah. and then there's the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix in, and he's falling in love with artificial intelligence. And have you ever seen that? Which was, what was I it? I think it's called, it's called oh, Her. Oh, it's called Her, yeah. yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. And it was like, this dude is wild, just trying to, like, this girl and, loved him and... A robot loved him, I guess. Well, I mean, how is it any different from people getting catfished? They don't know these people. They're that is true. Essentially, they're essentially falling in love with somebody on a computer screen or phones now. But if you've never had, if you've never had any actual physical interaction with them, then you are essentially just falling in love with a piece of technology. Yeah, you hear stories with that. I mean, they're just waiting to go home or even get on these dating apps or mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and just that's their day. Is just yeah. to try to meet their whoever I mean it could be you on the other end and I would never know you just post up a picture of some random hot girl you found and, and then you're like hey you want bartenders <laughs> but uh 
but yeah, you know, there's this one book uh, they were talking about how getting addicted to uh, World of Warcraft and finding significant others on that, and just you're always just getting on just to play with them and chatting them up and having to like try a full blown relationship. I've actually heard that one of my old roommates, love the guy to death. Um, he he was a he was a World of Warcraft guy. I have, <laughs> which was interesting. He would just like I would walk into his room sometimes on like a I would walk into his room on like a fucking Tuesday night and he's just sitting there he's like he's all wired there's beers everywhere and he's like yeah we're in a raid and I'm like I don't know what the fuck that means but all right you know what how about it yeah get it bro <laughs> like he's married now two kids like did he meet his wife on there no oh okay next, he met her next door <laughs> oh well that's easy <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean that's kind of the world that with technology. I mean, I guess we're getting way off subject here, and that's fine. We can do that. But yeah, I mean, we're going down that road. Is just that you know when you know Elon Musk is trying to make a Neuralink to put into your brain and almost to make it where we can communicate without talking. I don't want to do that. I don't even like how much I hate. I hate AirPods because of that specific reason. I don't like outlets and bars anymore because like let your phone die. Talk to somebody. Be a human still. Do, do, do you have issues with that? I know I've, I'm, what I'm coming at is like I know a couple of employers, like as far as in higher education, that they don't want their employees using cell phones as much as people are. So do you have uh, a lot of issue that with your employees? Just saying, like, let's say a bartender's just sitting back there just playing on the and, phone and, opposed to making drinks? Or No, it does happen. Um, some of the younger girls are a little bit fall victim to it, I guess, a little bit more. Some of them oh, you know, they just met a guy and they're like, oh, I just want to keep on talking. I was yeah. like, yeah, but that's, that's cool, but scoot, scoot, let's go. <laughs> um, my whole thing is, is like, listen, don't make me be a dick. Okay. You don't want me to be an asshole, don't make me be one. Use your brain. But it, it's, people get distracted. They get excited. I deal with a lot of like girls in their early 20s. So, and we didn't grow up with this shit in our early 20s the same way. We no. had cell phones, but we didn't really even get texting until like we were like 20 years old, 19, 20. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Like it, before it was like, oh, I have this sweet Nokia brick phone. I can call you on know. nights and weekends. Uh-huh. But otherwise, I can't fucking talk <laughs> yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. You could might, might get like just one or two texts with those things, if that. Yeah. And now it's now I can literally be like, oh, Yes, I do have a calculator in my pocket at all times. Thank you. Like, <laughs> so I don't have to be in math class anymore. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff, man. So, hey, I'll just pull it out and get the answer right here. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of my buddies, <laughs> his, his kid has, um, has an Apple Watch or an Alexa or something like that. Okay. Uh, some sort of smart watch. He got caught asking his, uh, he had his, he had, I guess it, what, what does the watches connect to the AirPods? I don't really know. I don't. I guess Apple Watch. Yeah, they would. I guess it. they. I guess. I, I really don't know. I don't have an but Apple Watch. I have AirPods, but I don't have an Apple Watch. Was ask. He was pretty much asking for the answers on the watch, and it was he was getting the answers from that one. Oh, I get, yeah, yeah, you could talk to it. I think like that. Yeah, getting talk, cheating with technology. Damn man. Do you, so do you utilize any uh, new technology for your restaurants or bars or anything? I mean, the POSs are. My my one partner is a lot more into it, like with the apps and things like that. He's a scheduling app. He wants to do a reservations app. He he likes using the technology to help make work easier. I'm a little more old school sometimes. I'd rather 
Like if I make a schedule, you're supposed to remember it because we have brains and I want <laughs> you to remember things. Yeah. Um, the POSs are getting so much better. So the uh, point of sale system. So our registers, uh, they, they track literally everything. Like the one we have toast and you can literally like do a loyalty program where you can track everything one specific person buys. If you set it up, I could go into it and be like, Oh, Jim bought this many Budweiser's this month. Let's give them a Budweiser. Oh. You know? Makes so, them feel pretty good that, hey, you know, I get a free Budweiser, right? And, yeah, we have a buyback system. And, yeah. And when you're not there, you don't know what's going over the bar anyways. Gotcha. <laughs> well, well, speaking of, you said toast and new technology and stuff. So do you all have to utilize, I don't know, you know, with the local, but maybe with this, the Henry coming up that with the full food and everything that with Grubhub and Uber Eats, do you all have to – do markups or do anything weird just to get that out? Or do y'all even utilize that? Um, absolutely. Like we are on Grubhub and it's honestly, it's fucking scandalous what they're doing. It's fucking criminal. They take restaurants operate on a fairly small margin as is. So if we're only making 32% of like the costs on it, if we're making 32% at the end of the day, they're taking 30 so now we're getting 2% of it. You have to market. That's ridiculous. Bit. It's insane. And they're all doing it. And like they've been just killing it during COVID because everybody's needed to use them. Right. But we just started, and I'm not sure the next step, but I know it's being signed tomorrow. Uh, we got, we were working with the mayor of our town of Nyack to do some county legislation where the county is going to cap what third party delivery systems are allowed to charge us. So I think it's 15% is where they're going to make them stop at. They did it in Albany County, which is where the capital is, Westchester. And I think the city may have done it as well in some capacity. But you're probably going to see that pop up. You're going to probably see that go national where they're like, I'm not, that's a lot of money to spend. I mean, like you just said that, you know, 30% and you're making 32. Is that what you just said? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we're even, if we're even making that something, some items you're only making, you know, 28% on, 25% on. It's, um, it's, and those companies, there's always something, oh, it's a marketing expense. It's a service fee. You know, we have this fee now. We have this, that, and the other. It's like in Shawshank Redemption when he's talking, when Andy Dufresne is narrating and talking about how, what was Morgan Freeman narrating? Talking about how yeah, they were, yeah, where they were cheating the system. He's like, you know, there's always ways to skim off the top, more guards, more bars, more mm-hmm. roads, this, that, and the other. There's always one way for them to find and get a little bit more money out of you. Man, I mean, I, that's got to be a nightmare to be dealing with. I mean, do you, I mean, you don't have to use them though, do you? Do you just choose to because it obviously it's a little bit more business. It's a little bit more. You get a little bit of marketing out of it. Um, if you don't, I think that they're paid services, uh, but there's a lot of gaps in it. There's a lot of problems with it. So let's say that the food is late or the food is you get your burger and it's been flipped over. It looks like it's been through Hurricane Katrina and they're calling your restaurant being like, yo, what's wrong with my food? What happened here? It's like, dude, that has nothing to do with us. Like I, I can't, I can't make that driver get here any faster. He's, he doesn't even work for us. I don't even know how to get in touch with him. Yeah. You know, it's, well, we can call him, I think. Yeah, there's something kind of weird though that, I mean, I've utilized it before, but I mean, you just give a stranger to come pick up your food. How do you know he's not, getting in some fries or something going down the road and, and then obviously is. yeah then you call like you just said I'd call you up like what the fuck man I got 
three fries in here. There's a dick in my fries. What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like um, actually, it's, it's funny you brought that out. I was having a conversation the other day with one of my buddies, and apparently there's a guy in Jersey that apparently got a, a roll of like the McDonald's stickers, where they they that they used to seal the bag, and he was opening up the bags. And fucking with people's food and just putting this in the silver back. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, that makes you not even want to use it at all anymore. It's just because you never know. People are fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you never know what kind of person you're going to get, and they just say, fuck this guy. I don't care. But then again, it goes, the same thing goes. Like, if, you know, I mean, I know in Patrick County, we didn't really utilize delivery services. If anybody delivers anywhere, I don't even know. I don't think so. <laughs> Back in that day, maybe now, I don't, dude, I don't remember it. <laughs> you know, everybody at home, there's cars that will drive food to you around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you don't know, like it could be some douchebag 16 year old kid working for a pizza place, you know, eating your pepperoni off your pizza. Nah, I don't give you know. a fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, people just suck for the most part. So, well, that's right, man. There's some wild people out there. But anyway, uh, you want to take this home? I don't know if you got anything going on tonight. Need to, if I need to let you go or anything? And probably go back to work at some point. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't want to hold you up, or I mean, no, I got time. Okay. You got time. If you got anything else you want to talk about? I'm talking. Dude, we can, we can keep on rolling, man. I like doing these things. So I just, you know. I know you're a busy man. I just didn't want to screw your schedule up or anything. We'll probably slow tonight. It's a, it's a Tuesday. There's not a lot going on. So okay, let's talk about that part. So I know you said, you know, one of these days, like a Monday or Tuesday, works best for you. So that's your slower nights, obviously. Yeah, like Mondays. Mondays are technically my day off, even though I was at the bar for seven hours yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> doing paperwork, payroll, all these things. It's. It's a day where I can be like, you know what? I can push this off tomorrow. I can go do something. Yeah. Once you start hitting Wednesday, Wednesday you start doing your ordering. Thursday you're doing ordering. Fridays you're bringing in orders. You're getting everything set up. You got to stock things. You got to make things or everything set up for Friday night into Saturday and Sunday. We have a really busy weekend coming up ahead of us because we have uh, one of our themed brunches coming up. We're doing a Sopranos brunch. Ooh, nice choice, uh, man. I like that yeah. show. I got to figure out what my costume is going to be. I'm either just going to wear a velour jumpsuit or just like some sort of track, track suit. I'm dealing with the track suit, man. Because <laughs> it's functional. But I really, really just want to wear a robe with boxers and a wife beater. Nice. That's really what I want to do. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm going down to get the paper. Nice. You know, with my hair all disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So... Is that, but that's typical though. Like, you know, tonight you just said that you might go back to the bar. I mean, is that usually you come home for a little while then go back or? Generally when I come home, I stay here, but we have someone new on tonight and my other partner, like, just like me, he has another restaurant Okay. to deal with. So we'll bounce back and forth, but the new person is my brother and he's worked at local for six years. So nice. I think he'll, uh, he'll be able to figure it out for the most part, but. You showing him the way, the steps, and yeah, he's trying to get out of this industry. He's ready to get out. Oh, he just wants something different. Yeah, I want. I I think COVID scared a lot of people. We're we have a staff shortage right now, like a really bad staff shortage all through. And I think it's the entire industry throughout the country. Like it, it showed a lot of people the cracks in the industry. Like 
it's still a very unstable industry up here. Nobody wants to come back to it. And plus they're getting so much free money. Most, most people in this industry, I would say probably at least 75% of this industry, like, are, and are younger, maybe not 70, well, at least up here, probably younger. I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, most restaurants you yeah. go to, you're going to see a lot of younger people yeah. working. I mean, so if the government's giving you four to six to $800 to stay home, Maybe you're babysitting, maybe walking dogs, maybe you're kidnapping dogs. Who knows? <laughs> you know, why would you go to work? Yeah. And r- risk your unemployment and knowing that, like, the industry just really isn't there yet. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's really bad up here. Like, it, nobody can get staff. Like, we're – I have friends. Like, I have a, a buddy. He owns five restaurants and a brewery, and he's like, I'm bartending again. We have no one to work. So, yeah, you just got to do what you got to do to keep going. But, I mean, yeah. there was other stuff I read that they actually had, you know, they're not even allowed to hire anybody. I don't know if this is now, but this may have been right after when last March when COVID first hit. You know, it was pretty much just only the owner and, like you said, maybe just a handful of people, a skeleton crew, just to keep it going. I mean, I laid my staff. My, I, last year when, when this hit, I laid my entire staff off except for one person. Teresa, and she was my right hand man for the first three to four months of COVID. And then even her, like she's she's kind of left the industry now. She works one day a week for me now. And she went and got a what's the uh, quote unquote real job with benefits. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in these times, I don't know if you got to just, I don't know how to look at it. You know, I mean, do you just. look at what's best for you and you know like what you just said go out for the job with benefits or i don't well, really no, I, like, I don't really know where to go with that thought no well like you go that's that's usually the end and she's getting like she's she's in her late 20s early 30s at this point that's usually what it is that people like go work in this industry for a while so they can find something that has benefits and then they move on it's like a step like yeah it's a natural progression of it and okay it, it's something you expect but right now what you're seeing and you're going to see it start to affect, like you're going to get busier and you still don't have staff. It affects service. So if you have a hundred people there and you really only have the staff to take care of 70 people, then take a time to get slower. Things get fucked up. People get pissed off. You lose business and it just starts to break the whole system down. Yeah. You know, cause at the end of the day, the, Customer experience is the most important part. And that's why when you go to these corporate places, they have enough money to be like, oh, you had a bad time? I'm sorry. Everything's free. Free, free, free. You know, and then you do get your assholes that know that. Your Karens, if you will. Oh, the Karen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The short-haired, older, middle-aged women come in there and start cussing. Sorry, sorry, all the Karens in the yeah. world. I actually have a Karen that works for me, and she's a sweetheart. <laughs> you got to get some war stories on that. They come in there cussing you. Oh, of course. There's always people. There's always someone. You know, the best is when they've had, you know, like five drinks, and there's like, there's no alcohol. And I was like, I know there's alcohol in there. There's so much alcohol in there right now. You don't know how to make drinks. Fuck you. Oh, this God. sucks. I'm going, I'm giving you guys a bad review, and then you get a bad review. Like, the biggest thing has been the food. People complain like it's a state mandate and it's been a state mandate for a long time at this point. Uh, we're probably since we've been able to la- been allowed to have people inside, 
it's been a mandate that you have to buy food if you're getting alcohol. And people are like, this is bullshit. You're, you're going against my, my civil rights and my living. I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this. Just put your mask on or order food. If you don't want the food, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have to give you the food. Yeah. If you want to write me a check for $10,000 and I go cash it, I don't care what you do. Run around with your, your fucking dick out. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want to do. All right. I know if I get that, that, that fine, then I I can pay it. Yeah, yeah. There you hear you hear these horror stories of places like doing one party one night and then just getting hit with like eighty grand in fines. Damn, and it's just it's just not worth it. So what do you do? You know, people what go on Yelp and review you and talk yeah. trash and. I mean, they do. I've gotten a bad review. One of my other bartenders got a bad review. And you just you ignore know? it, or I mean, is it just there to stay? Is there any, you know? Is, you can, you can argue it, but it is what it is. Like a lot of it's like, I can't believe I had to buy food. This is bullshit. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? It's a, it's just, a business lady. Yeah. I mean, it's like being like, it's, it's, it's like being dr- like drinking and driving. It's like, I just want to be drunk in my car. And it's like, well, you know, I want to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Huh. Man, I don't, you know, I don't know where – this sounds pretty wild just to even have to deal with all that, but it's almost working – you know, you said you worked at Hollister, and I did too. I mean, just working in retail and places like that in general, it doesn't matter what kind of – how great your service is. There's always going to seem like be that one person who just wants to be the – give you a big fuck you just cause of what – X reason. There's always those people. Yeah. They're always going to be, like, you know. You know. But listen, enough about me. I have dude, what's going on with you? What are you doing these days? What's going on? Bro, okay. Um. Yeah, well – uh, let's see. So, um, working at Radford University, still. Uh, I actually manage all of their POS systems on campus. Nice. Yeah. So, all for all their dining areas, uh, I'm all, I'm the back end guy for all that. Basically, I run I run all the software for it. Which one? What do they have? Or Oracle Micros. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I see a, a few places around here, but I don't know how big it is other than just on college campuses, but. My course is pretty big. Yeah. I've seen a few yeah. restaurants here that use it. So, no. but, you know, I asked you earlier and you said, yeah, I didn't hear you say that. So I was like, I ain't going to say anything about that part. But. No. Micros, Micros is one of the, it was one of the big ones. You had like Micros and Mater D and not Revel. It was one of the older ones. I'm not like sure. That, Micros has been around for a long time. Yeah. I've only been doing this job for about a year-ish, maybe a little over now. So, and I just kind of fell in. Well, I don't know if I fell into it, but. But yeah, I mean, I've been working at Radford University for, I think I'm coming up on year 10 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I bounced around in different jobs there, but then this one opened up and I thought I might enjoy it more. And I'm like, I'm digging it, man. So Good. yeah, I work with all their dining and I run all that, you know, if they need prices changed or new, you know, me to reroute their uh, menus or whatever, I do all that. So. Oh, so if you really want to piss them off, you're like, all right, everything's a dollar today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know. Fuck all everybody here. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> it's a fucking dollar menu now. Um, oh, shit. Well, you're doing a lot of working out now and stuff too, right? You're oh, like, yeah, man. So yeah. that's the main gig. And then I, you know, I found CrossFit maybe eight years ago. And that's been my new, my new fix, my new vice. I don't know how you want to put it. Uh, I miss, I, like, that was what skateboarding was for me for 15 years yeah uh yeah i mean i remember you always skate in high school but then like, you don't do it at all now i still have skateboards uh it just my body can't do it I'm fucking 30 i can't be falling downstairs 
Like, you know, I'm 30. We're about to be, we're about to be 35. I was going to say, I thought you were a little older than 30, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I skated probably about until like when I first opened the bar. And I still roll around here and there. My friends are trying to, trying to get me to come out. It's just, I don't care enough. It's not worth it to me. If I fucking break my ankle, then I'm fucked. Yeah, it puts you out for a while. Me. I mean, then you're out, you know, you can't yeah, do anything. Um, no, and I can't. That It's just not worth the risk. I did get a Peloton this year. Okay. Uh, I, uh, you like it? Yeah, it's a great clothes rack. It, I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, my hoodies have a t- TV screen now. And nice. Go away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no, I use it when I can. But like, it's just... I do forget sometimes. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, I got to go. But what's great about it is like you do these 15 minute classes and they talk so fucking much. You don't even realize you're on the bike. Yeah. I just wish that I could plug. I want to be able to plug in my own music and still do the class at the same time. Uh, So you can't do it that way? No, you have to. It's their music or whatever. But what I'll do sometimes, I'll do like a 15 minute like scenic ride and I'll just throw in my headphones and I'll be listening to like metal at eight in the morning. Just getting after it, huh? Yeah. So is that usually when your days start is 8am and you get up and get a workout in and go to the the bar or whatever? I usually wake up somewhere between six thirty and seven fifteen, like naturally. Uh, my alarm goes off at seven twelve every morning because I just, I don't know why seven twelve. I just flicked my thumb and it landed on it. That sounds good to me. Um, and I probably go to sleep somewhere around one in the morning. That's like my, my every day. Do you find yourself pretty tired most of the days or, I mean, do you actually feel like you're just get up and ready to go? I mean, I know some people, you know, I think it's a rock or someone I follow and he's just like, I only need like three hours of sleep and I'm good to go. I can, I can function. I'm a high functioning on four hours of sleep. Okay. You know, if I sleep. For more than like five or six hours, I'm like shot for the rest of the day. I, I oversleep then. Really? Yeah. Five is like kind of like where I'm at, five and a half to six. But if I do like eight to ten, like I, I don't function. I don't wake. I can't get out of it. I don't wake up. That makes sense. You know, I, I'm not a napper. Like I just, but I've always been that way. I was even in high school, you know, I was staying up to like three or four in the morning playing video games. Mm-hmm. Watching porn or whatever the hell that was—an <laughs> asshole, sixteen-year-old. Uh-huh. Then I was getting up, getting on the bus at you know six six thirty in the morning. Yeah, and then going to school. So you just kind of made this lifestyle just automatically just work for you. Then I mean, yeah, yeah and it seems obviously it's done well. I mean, I consider you it seems like you're doing really well for yourself. No, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, I'm broke right now because all my money is wrapped up in my uh, investments. Well, that's just kind of how it is. You know, you just put out money now, then hopefully down the road later. I mean, yeah, it all comes back. Return on those investments, right? There you go. Tararai. Yeah. And plus, you know, you've got two under your belt and you're going on a third. So it's not like you're just going. It seems like the first one I would think would be the hardest one and most stressful to me. I was also young. Um, I opened up. I was 28 when we opened. So... I think a lot of it, like a lot of these, a lot of the anxiety that I have now with opening places, I didn't have because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Now I have these anxieties of everything. Like, and the internet's making everything harder and harder and harder. We go back to your Karen's like, 
it's scary. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You just get, all of a sudden you get a notification on your phone. You're like, you got a one star. Oh, it would have been a no star if they could have given you a no star. It would have been better. You know, <laughs> like, and then you go in there and you're like, what happened? And they're just like, she was just pissed off that I wouldn't give her a free shot and whatever. And then like, it just, there's not really like a, it's unfair a lot of the times. Okay. Those things. And you can't control them. So those are my anxieties now. Mm. Controlling the internet. That makes sense. You know, I mean, it's almost that, it, you know, the ru- internet can almost ruin you, I guess, right? It can. You can have one bad thing happen. And you see this with a lot of the movements right now, too. You know, what always scared me about the Me Too movement is like, what if you have a bad date? You just made the wrong joke. And all of a sudden, you, you're, that person ruins you on the internet because yeah. you had a bad, you know, there was these unsorries. Oh, yeah, shit. I forgot about him, the comedian. Yeah. yeah and he, uh, yeah. Yeah, he almost had a – well, he, I don't know if he came back from it. I know he did another special immediately after, and he kind of talked about it during his special. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, is that something that you have to talk with your bartenders about, that, hey, kind of yeah. watch, watch what you say? and? Yeah, no, you do, because, like, now with the, the speed that information moves at, yeah, it's not like it when it was, like, you know, we're graduating high school in 2004 and something weird happened. You're like – Three weeks later, somebody comes up and is like, oh, man, I heard it the other day this happened. And it's like, no, it's like instantaneous, you know? Yeah. And if it's something that will go viral, it'll just, it'll just jump. And it'll be global. It'll be global in an hour. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the most things, too, is that if it's positive, yeah, okay, everyone's just kind of like whatever. But a more negative thing that's going to draw a lot of attention, and it could be part of this woke culture and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's just instant. Everybody feeds onto it. And all of a sudden, you're the bad guy. that, And, and then, sort of like you just said, four seconds. Yeah, you could have just misspoke, like not thinking. You could have been in, in an emotional state and said something just like off key. It's not really how you feel, but you just like exploded on somebody, and all of a sudden it's just everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know there's an example. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but there's an example that uh, you know down at the gym that people have used before. Even when I was working on campus, that if somebody does a deadlift to say, hey, you don't want it to look like a dog taking a shit. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, there's been a couple of people who were offended by that. It's like, well, I mean, if you, I, mean, I don't know what you're offended about. If you want to look like that and break your back, whatever, but I don't, you know, what's, I mean, yeah, there's better words, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like you said, misspoken or just how I, there's a first cue that came to my head or. Like I call it the Brooklyn effect, to be honest. Um, and it's because I'm so close to Brooklyn now. I don't really like hanging out down there unless it's. With people I know, because everybody's so sensitive. It's every little thing. It's like you get, we're starting to build this culture where people are looking to be offended just so they can say something about it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's cool that you got offended. And, oh, now, well, I'm going to fucking destroy this person because they made me feel wrong. Like I, I had an issue with a buddy of, not a buddy of mine, but we were going to San Diego. And I stayed down in Brooklyn that night because it was we were closer to the airport right so we go out and we're like bullshitting with the waitress she was cute and she's like oh my god i wish i could come to san diego with you guys so i was like come on just fold up come as my carry-on it'll be fine and she's like oh my god do you know how fucking offensive that is you're gonna take me as your carry-on are you serious and then we had a new waitress and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) 
But you were just saying it's like a joke. Just, hey, just get yeah. my bag and come on. But you were not saying literally get my fucking bag and come on. Yeah. I mean, that's. I'm, I've got a backpack. She's not going to fit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, you're not a dog. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the type of thing is that it's almost so cool that people just want to be so negative now. And they just want to ruin people. Then they go and find these other people who, you know, and I probably, I don't know if I should say this or not, but it seems like they have no standards in life or whatever, but they find somebody to latch onto and like, oh, you're pissed off at them. They said that. Well, I'm mad too. And like, well, what are we mad about? Well, because you're mad. I was like, yeah. well, what the hell do you not even know? I mean. It's that tribal mentality. There you go. There you so go. Ro- Ro- Rogan talks about it all the time. Yeah, that's, that's where I get mentality. it. It's like. It's like everybody's just clinging together. It's like, you know what? I'm just mad because they're mad. We're mad. We're all mad. Like minions. <laughs> they're like little minions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's perfectly it. You know, I'm just mad all the time. It doesn't matter who's mad. I'm just mad. <laughs> all right? Dude just stays <laughs> mad. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like a bite into an orange. Like, Why is this so fucking good? <laughs> you know? Fuck you. It's so juicy. I hate you, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, and it's just... It's sad to see that that's the way this today in society, it's that way. But, it, you know, back in, you know, it seems like, if you know, if we, you and I ever went out in high school or whatever and you said a joke like that, we would have laughed up. I think most people would have thought it was pretty funny. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not telling you literally get my bag. I mean, no, that's I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I like this bag and you're going to rip it. Oh, now I'm fat. Now I'm fat. I'm going to rip your bag. I'm like, I don't even know you and I feel like I'm fighting with my girlfriend. What's happening here? <laughs> It's never ending battle with that stuff, man. <laughs> so, you know, is, is Virginia this sensitive right now? Well, I know, you know, there's areas that um, are like where we grew up. Honestly, I mean, I only go back to mom's house in Medicine Dan, so I don't really know what's been going on in Stewart or anywhere around there, around our high school. But um, I still t- stay, stay in touch with Andrew and stuff, and I haven't heard him say anything that seems to be that way as people being sensitive. Um, I mean, I know around Radford University, we've had a few, uh, I don't want to say a march, but kind of a, dem- a demonstration. And But, yeah. you know, I, I've kind of, where I used to work with some students more, I supervise a handful of students, I would find myself watching more of what I would tell them or say, you know, I want to use certain quips like you just did or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not around this area. I wouldn't say I've noticed it more of being sensitive. I mean, that could also be just because of, you know, like I said, I kind of know my tribe now, like you were saying, and that I know who we're, what I can say and who's yeah. who I feel more comfortable with talk, being me and me, which I should be yeah. feel more comfortable being me all the time. But, but like, you know, like, I mean, listen, the sensitivity comes from it originated all these movements and they originated in a place where they needed to be like it needs like a lot of the stuff need to be brought to light. I just think that people are car- getting carried away with some of the stuff. Yeah, it's that's, just it's too much. I mean, it's just some of it's, but maybe that's what maybe that's what we need. But um, maybe we need to get carried away. I'm not going to be carried. I get carried away all the time. I break like six phones a year. <laughs> you just get mad and throw it. Yeah, no, actually, I this I I finally I got an iPhone again, which I hate this phone. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever had in my um, in my life. Was you an Android? Yeah. Yeah, I I need to go back. I just want to lose my mind. But I, uh, it's I got the iPhone 12 Pro and I have this like twenty five dollar case on it. Like I spike this thing at brick walls and it just bounces off of it. There's no screen protector on it. It just you just peel that thing right off and it, you look at it. It looks like a dog a dog chewed on the case because of way how beat up it's been. Yeah. Actually, last week I threw it behind me because I got annoyed and ended up hitting 
the back bar and breaking a whole bunch of glasses. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I it like hit and I'm just like and my bartender's like, saw the look on your face and all that glass broke. That's gonna be fun for you to clean up. And I'm like, Fuck me. <laughs> yep. Huh. Well, you just don't like the the programming of the iPhone or how it operates or it's too limited. The the camera's good, but like it's not like the uh, the image processing I don't think is as good as what Google had put out with the the Pixel line. Uh I think overall the Samsung's are the best because for a while I was going, I went Pixel One. So it was probably the Galaxy S7 at the time, so the Pixel 2, the S8, Pixel 3, S9. Yeah. And then I went, I got the Pixel 4, so whatever that was, it was probably 8, 9. And then I had the Galaxy S20 Note Ultra, which was the last one before this. And the second that something else comes out, I'm getting rid of this one. I can't do it. You're just going to go to the newer Android? It loses service all the time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like Especially I'm, in your area? Yeah, like it's not even like I have no bars. It like literally there's no. It just has how many bars are here? Four or five, I guess. Right. Four. There's just four dots there. I have to put it in airplane mode and take it out of it. It happens probably seven to fifteen times a week. Fifteen. Hmm. Wow. Because <laughs> sometimes it'll happen like six times in a day, and then I it won't happen again for. A week. Well, I know a lot of people seem to like Apple more just because it seems that they're more secure with their encryption and text messaging and just their full iOS systems in general compared I to mean, an Android. Take my text messages. It's dick and fart jokes. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nothing to hide. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, I will say this about them. CarPlay is so much better than Android Auto. Android Auto is clunky and and gross. iMessage is probably one of the best, one of the single best phone apps that's ever been created. And but it's had a lot of time because it has a market share. Everybody's trying to build one, but because iPhone has the market share and they have absolute control out of all of other products and everything's integrated and streamed together. Yeah, and that's what people like, and they're simple, so anybody can pick it up. Anybody mm-hmm. like our parents have iPhones, probably. Yeah, Almost mine does. Every, my mom has one, and she's not tech savvy at all. Yeah, and she can pick it up. She uses. She's taking pictures of my nieces, and she's sending them to me. This, that, and the other. If I gave her an Android, she's just. I, I don't know what would happen. Oh yeah, she would just go berserk with it, right? Just have no clue. I'd get nuclear missile codes. <laughs> <laughs> They're turning keys over there somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. So, huh. Well, that's wild, man. I've always thought. Most more people were iPhones, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like iPhones, but I yeah. also don't like anything. I okay. literally my my friends my friends will literally be like, "Oh, so you don't like the iPhone? Well, you're not going to like the Samsung or the Pixel or anything else. So here's two soup cans. Here's a string. Have fun." <laughs> well, that'll work too, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I you know like we we talked about technology a little bit earlier, but it seems like most people try to be able to be able to use their phones as where they can run their businesses from almost anywhere i can do that but in in this industry like in the service industry it's a lot harder because there's so much human interaction involved Mm -hmm. you can't fully run it i've had you know fights with exes and stuff like that too a lot of my job is socializing 
Yeah. I mean, is that what you find yourself at the, while you're working, just going around talking to customers and chatting them up? And Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, it's slowed down a lot because of COVID. And then sometimes I just don't want to be around people. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but like you said, like it kind of makes, you know, if, I guess if the owner came and talked me up at a bar or something, I mean, I would feel pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, it's Travis over there, man. Yeah, we're bros, you know. It's, it made me want to come back. Yeah, and they're small time. They're small time. <laughs> you become friends with them. You're going to. You're going to. I get invited to. I get invited to way too many weddings. Actually, you want to go to a couple of weddings? You can have. You can have my. Seats. Okay, yeah, throw them up. I'll, <laughs> I'll make a visit to New York. <laughs> and uh, like, I remember the first, the first couple of years I opened it was I was averaging like nine, ten weddings a year. Yeah. And I did like six, and then it jumped back up to eight. Damn. Last year was supposed to be a bunch, and then they got canceled. Now, I think I'm settling in on four or five this year. Not bad, man. But yeah, you've always seemed to just have that personality, though. Is that you know at parties and stuff when we were hanging out, that you know you were just a guy going around mingling, talking and people up, and just having a good good time and just enjoying yourself and wanting everyone else to join around you. Yeah, and I don't really talk to any of those people anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a handful of people I still I only talk back from Patrick County. I probably talked to Justin Wilson, Rolo. You now, yeah. Just a couple, yeah just I don't. Even, I don't even remember last time I even talked to Justin. So, yeah, I think I, Justin, I probably talked to the most. Still from home, um, I talked to Shane and Kyle here and there. Man, I haven't seen them two dudes in, since high school. Shane, Shane's in Blacksburg. He's uh, is a trooper now. A state trooper? Yeah, I think he's a state trooper. I work out with uh, a couple of troopers. Uh, yeah, Shane. I'll have to ask him. Uh, Kyle. Kyle's Kyle was in Richmond for a while, for a long time. His wife, his, a couple of years ago, his wife got her doctorate, and I know they were thinking about moving again. Okay. Seems yeah, like they're doing we, well. Yeah, we talk. We talk like once or twice a year. That's about where we're at. Oh, okay. You know, I was Meredith. I was in touch with for a while, and then she went off the grid. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah, I think that's where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, just kind of my roommates from college, and that's about it. I mean, you know, it's hard to keep in touch with so many people. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why I even started this is that I'm connected with more people than I ever have in so long just by doing this. I mean, and since COVID, I mean, I used to go down to Charlotte a lot and visit everyone down there. I went to a couple of beer festivals down there, like we were t- you said earlier. Um, in, Char- in Charlotte, what breweries were they at? So uh, it was just all from different di- districts. I know there's Noda. Um, yeah, Noda. You got Wooden Robot down there. You got Resident Culture Yeah, there you go. There. But they would all come to a – it was like a big concert and beer festival or burger and beer festivals, a couple of them. They even did a taco one. And it was just you pay $35 and you get unlimited pours. And I think yeah. Coolio was down there and he, he was he played Judah and the Lion. Dude, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it wasn't bad, dude. Uh, Blues Traveler was there one time. So, yeah, it was just – Pay this much, get unlimited pours, just have yourself a great old time. So, yeah, I like the I like the beer festivals. They're, they haven't come back yet because of COVID, but oh well, they're in Florida. There's yeah. one next. I think it's the next week. There's a decent one in Florida. I was gonna go to, but I just I I don't have the time to get out of New York again right yeah. now. Well, the one in Charlotte that we always go to is supposed to. They didn't do it this year, obviously, but it's supposed to do it again in October. And I don't know. As of right now, they said they are going with it, but um, we'll see. I don't know. But I mean, I think they're going to have a couple country stars there playing this year. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was always a good time just to go to those things and try the different brews and mingle with people and just get blackout drunk. Like maybe that's bad to say on here, but 
and just no. have a great time. <laughs> no, because it like, and it's, it's funny because you think about teachers. They're like, oh, I can't get blackout drunk. I'm like, now I know why all my teachers were always fucking pissed off on Mondays. I was like, oh, because you were fucking hammered on a Sunday and we're being annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear our annoying shit right now. But I don't know, man. I mean, I think, you know, with the vaccines and kind of stuff like we were saying earlier, I mean, there's a light in this tunnel and there will be some sense of normalcy, not full normal. I think you kind of touched on that earlier, but, you know, Sometimes when I'm going, if I go myself to another department at work and I try to shake hands with somebody, they kind of stare at me and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck me, I forgot, sorry. <laughs> We're not supposed to touch each other. Like, the city's like that still. You sneeze and everybody's like ducking for cover like it's a drive-by. Like, Relax, guys. It's okay, it's okay now. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, but I think we just did two hours on here, bro. Did we do two hours? We did pretty right much close at it. So oh, I, I, I wanted to end this on a good note. All right, works for me. Okay, and I know, like you said, you might have to go back to the bar, and I don't want to rob you from that, big dog, but um, appreciate you taking out the time, just getting on here and hopping on. It was great catching up with you, man. Yeah, dude. And awesome. I want to make this a normal thing, though, so. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, for Please. sure. And then hopefully, uh, we maybe we can actually do this in person one day once I can get up that way. Uh, a couple of me and my buddies actually talked about going up there last year, but obviously when COVID hit, we didn't go up there. But yeah, I wouldn't come up here just yet. But I, 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 I need once my mom gets vaccinated, I'll be coming down that way. So maybe I can just roll through uh, Radford. Yeah, I mean, just roll there. I even come back to Patrick County, and well, I think mom might be moving soon from there. But really, yeah, she's retired now, so she's wanting to move over here closer to me, which is. Awesome, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, again, man, I appreciate you, man. And this was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Let's do it again soon. All right. Good, man. All right. Uh, well, I wish you the best in all your future endeavors, and I'll keep in touch with you, and we'll go from there, big dog. All right, dude. Be good. All right. Bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.